For over 10 years, we've been bringing you killer metal music and frank discussions about heavy metal. Wait, who the hell is Frank? You are tuned into MSR Cast, brought to you by Mainstream Resistance. Here are your hosts, Kerry the Metal Geek and Sean the Metal Pigeon. Keep it metal. This is James Avera from Hellstar and Sabbath Judas Sabbath. Rock out with your geek out. Welcome, my friends, to episode number 266 of MSR Cast. Only 400 to go until we get to, to that magic number. I am one of your co. I'm one of your hosts. I am Carrie the Metal Geek, along with Sean the Metal Pigeon. Welcome, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing metal out from this past weekend. Very metaled out right now. Yes. We're going to talk about that, but we had to bring some some other people on to talk metal, and one of those guys was with us at the Health Heroes here in Houston, Texas. That is what do we call you? The Metal Encyclopedia. Yeah, Christian Renner. How are you doing, sir? Not bad. Pretty good. I'm glad you got back home safely. Only it took like five extra days to get back home. Yeah, I felt like it. <laughs> I was seriously in airport for 18 hours. Oh, geez. Yeah. At least you got to go to those luxury lounges. Well, <laughs> the funny thing about it is, well, it, 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 I'll tell you about it later. But it's not as nice not, as I think. Not as luxury, luxurious as you would like, huh? Well, I mean, they, there's a bunch of rules involved with those luxury rooms <laughs> that I did not know about. I know about them now, though. <laughs> and that other voice that you're hearing is the not the encyclopedia, but the detector. That's Justin Corbett, friend of the show. Welcome back, sir. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, man. Glad you're back for this because uh, we're going to be talking a lot about the Health Hero Show, which you did not go to. Um, there's a couple other concerts that we're going to discuss. Maybe one other one. Uh, and a couple other ones actually here, but we have some new music that we uh, want to talk about, and you're the perfect guy to uh, discuss that with us. Sure, but, let's uh, do it, Sean. Let's talk about the show we went to last weekend, the the weekend before last. Yeah, before Hell Heroes, it was the uh, Seven Spires, Vision of Atlantis, Firewind, and Dragon Force show. It was here. We saw the ver- the one here in Houston at warehouse live yeah which i'm still not a fan of that venue because yeah if the audio is not good the audio was really really bad if they don't know what they're doing agreed yeah thankfully that was one of the the better shows i've heard there like audio wise mm-hmm. um they did a good job that night but yeah i, I i'm not I, now I, i've realized that's like my least favorite venue in town just getting there is annoying parking there is annoying um all those problems. The, the club uh, itself, the way it's laid out, is actually not that bad. But just the audio issues in that in that place are so bad. Yeah, I think too many extreme great metal there it sounds terrible, like any kind of extreme metal. But um, mm-hmm. thankfully, Dragon Force didn't have that problem. Um, that was a great show. That it was it was it was great to finally see Seven Spires two years yeah. after COVID robbed me of the opportunity, and then to see Dragon Force again put on this spectacular kind of audio visual type show with like arcade cabinets on stage showing like all these weird, you know, sped up images of video games from the eighties and stuff and nineties. And, um, yeah, that was cool. Confetti cannons. They they took a fucking (laughs) break and showed Sega commercials for a minute. Yeah. I'm like, what is going on here? 
like 80 Sega commercials. I was like, okay. It was it was sort of like a sensory overload experience. And the right. last time I saw them there at that same venue was with Camelot, and it was just the band on stage, no special. No, effects. really. So, I've never seen them before. Uh, I, I, I'll admit I'm not the biggest Dragon Force fan. I know I like a couple tracks here and there. But um, they're they're fun live, that's for sure. They can put th- on a hell of a show. I feel like their their audience has grown a little bit for Herman Lee's Twitch streaming. Oh yeah, and I think that that has impacted the kind of show they're doing now. And it's they're back to being this kind of spectacle. And it's it's it was cool. They were great. But my I was really there for Seven Spires, who didn't disappoint. Only six songs though. Mm-hmm. Um, they were phenomenal. They were really really good. I, you know, I think uh, Adrian Cowan, she's probably one of my favorite vocalists in that genre right now. Yeah, I mean, she's, she's great vocal, great lyricist too. Great. And she, she's 150 times better than Alyssa, Alyssa Glutz or whatever, March Enemy. Goose. Yeah, I'm not a fan of her. her as a harsh vocalist. Vocal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, she has the ability to switch to a really nice singing voice and mm-hmm. convincing harsh vocals. And yeah, that's not a lot of people can do that that well. So, right. Yeah. Uh, and one thing I, I did not know she was from Houston. It was a hometown show for her. She was born here. I knew that because she, because she was during the pandemic, she was staying here the entire time in Houston. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is weird. Cause like I was there for Firewind. I know you were sort of upset that they were there because they were taken away from the other band. But initially, I was upset. But I was I was happy. I saw them though; they were great. They were they were okay. Before we get to fire one, let's talk about Vision of Atlantis. All right, we mentioned them. That's enough. They're piratey. Um, you know, they I I think they do they do what they do well. But whether you want that or not is entirely it was up a, little, to taste. a little weird at this show because they're very theatrical, very like like stage musical type experience. You they're know, very, they're very mushy, hard on sleeve, symphonic metal. And yeah. If you're not in the, if you're not ready for that or want that, you're not going to like them basically. Yeah. Um, so between them and then before Firewind was, was about to come out, there is an, there was something happened at the show, which I've, I've never experienced <laughs> like this at a, any kind of show, especially a metal show. Uh, I guess a young kid in the audience, I say young, he was probably like 20, you know, 1920, they said, uh, had a seizure something happened uh over to the left we were on the right by the bar one of the bars and it, it delayed everything about what 20 25 minutes right, as yeah. we were waiting for the the ambulance and the fire department to get there but everybody in that in that venue uh was working together to like really save this kid's life in a way because the 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 guys that worked there they were performing CPR they were doing everything they could um and then when the fire department came in, uh, I was standing nearby with a buddy of mine from work and everybody just split. It was like the ocean split, like the, the Bible saying, you know, everybody just moved out of the way so everybody they can get them out. And when Firewind came out, maybe with the second or third song, somebody came out and told him that, uh, told Gus G that the kid had survived uh and the place erupted in in applause and in so he asked uh somebody if they he knew his name uh somebody re- uh, yelled out ian i think it was and everybody yeah. started like 
chanting his name. Like, that's a that was a really cool experience at a metal show, you know. Yeah, I mean that that's a scary place to have a seizure, just like no shit. Yeah. And because what Gus said, they they were he said they were able to revive him. So what that mean? That feels like he might have died for a minute, you know. Yeah, or yeah, I mean whatever that mean in that context, but right, yeah. But yeah, I was excited to see Firewind. Uh, I've, I've I've been a big fan. I've never seen them live ever. I don't know why. Um, this is one of those bands that have always eluded me. They were great. Um, I wish they played. I, I I'll admit I'm a bigger fan of the Apollo era. Um, he's a phenomenal vocalist, and the stuff from that era is like more my my style. But they played one song. They played "Head Up High" from from that John from that era. But man. Uh, their new vocalist is Herbie Langens. And it was just funny. When I went to California with a 2019 to see Avantasia in Anaheim, right? The two background do backup vocalists for the band with Herbie Langens and then Adrian Cowan. I'm like, I've seen both of these performers live with Avantasia before. Yeah. And they both came out and they did like their own uh, at the Avantasia show. They were able to come out and do their own stuff too. Cause when Adrian came out and started doing some death growls, you could see people that did not know who she was were like, what the fuck is going on? It was great. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, overall, what, how, what did you feel the show, about the show? Um, it, it, I thought it was great. I, it was way better than I was expecting it to be. I was, um, I mean, everyone performed really well. Even Visions of Atlantis, they did a good <laughs> job too. And yeah, it was, it was a great night. It was a great show. And then, you know, turn it around a week later, you go to hell's West and a week later, you're at hell's heroes. Right. It was been a crazy week. Yeah, it really has. So, but speaking of a crazy week, we were too old to go all, there was four nights of metal, man. (laughs) Uh, Starting on Wednesday, it was the, uh, the Bay area strikes back tour, which was Testament Exodus and death angel. I should have been there. But I was stuck at a work event till like 11 o'clock, almost 11 o'clock at night. So by the time they're going to let me leave, I'm like, all the bands are pretty much already st- over with. So it wasn't worth it for me. And I had a free ticket too. a buddy of mine offered me a free ticket. But Thursday night um, was the pre-party for Hell's Heroes. And our friend Christian here, you came, you, you meddled it up, man. You came in on Wednesday for the Testament show. Let's talk about that show first. Uh, how was uh, your first metal show in Houston, man? Um, the Bay Strikes Back tour. If anybody's even remotely thinking about going and they're kind of on the fence, you need to go. It is that good. I mean, there's no filler, no filler at all. I mean, Death Angel started the show and they're your openers. I mean, how insane is that? Right. They start out with two songs from the Ultraviolence and. The set list for all three bands was phenomenal. I mean, there isn't everything about it was just thrash metal to the hilt. I mean, if you like thrash metal, that is the show to go to. I mean, I liked it so much. Uh, you know, the show cost twenty nine bucks uh, for the ticket, and for sounds like a good deal. Yeah, for the experience, it's. I've been to a lot of shows, and that's in my top five of the best shows I've ever seen. Wow. It was that good. Holy crap. I mean, the crowd was super hyped. Uh, and I mean, you know, with them, you know, just 
everything was just thrash metal. And apparently Houston likes their thrash metal. <laughs> we go, do indeed. That pit was going from the point the Death Angel hit the stage, and it did not stop until Testament, you know, were taking bows. Um, it was just pit, and it was just crazy. I mean, how how was seeing Testament with Dave Lombardo? Oh, uh, just they they you know they've had some good drummers in the past, but I, I'm a unadulterated huge fan of Dave Lombardo. I think he's the greatest metal drummer ever, um, and he was just phenomenal. I mean, I saw was, him with Suicidal Tendencies probably like four or five years ago. I mean, his um, his timing and his well, what and you know me being a drummer. Uh, his symbol work, his symbol work yeah. is so good. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, he showed that off because, I mean, he didn't play actually, you know, Testament songs the way you, I mean, if you've played the Testament songs as a drummer, uh, he didn't play them like you would have heard them on the album. He put his own little spin on it. Um, and it, you know, it's Dave Lombardo. I mean, uh, <laughs> there's no way you could turn around and say, well, that. I don't know about that. No, it was phenomenal. It's phenomenal. And the next night was the the pre-show, the Held Heroes pre-show. Uh, what bands did you see that night? Uh, the main one that I wanted to see um, was Sadistic Force out of uh, Austin. And they crushed it. They crushed it. I mean, I, I, I'm not sure how many people knew who exactly they were, but they certainly found out. Uh, because uh, you could definitely tell that, you know, as they're playing, more and more people started coming up because they, they were on pretty early. Um, and, you know, the, the crowd grew. And, you know, phenomenal. Uh, to think that this band has actually only been a band since March of 2021. And six months later, they put out their first album called Ace of Wild. And, you know, everything's moved pretty quick for them. I mean, you, you would swear hearing this band that they've been together for years and they have actually only been a band since March. That's crazy. You know, March. It, it, it's just crazy. Very but cool. The rest, that, uh, the rest of that gig was, um, I don't know. I, I was mainly there to see them, but you know, Exciter finished off the night. Um, and I mean, you know, it, it again. You know, pretty thrashy. So you're, you're either uh, a fan or you're not of that band. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not the biggest fan of Exciter. Um, so I mean, you saw? Did you see Hellstar as well? They were playing. I I probably made it through about half of their set, and then you know I I went out and started my uh, epic. Uh, uh, purchasing between <laughs> t-shirts and vinyl and man i spent a lot of money i bet dude uh we're gonna get into that but uh let's let's get into a, a band first um this is the first uh one of the one of the bands that really surprised me during the, the hell's heroes weekend um the band haunt um i mean i've heard them before but seeing them live just cemented how 
how great they were, how much fun they were. So uh, let's get into uh, a song, the title track from Burst Into Flame. This is the band Haunt, and we'll be right back.
welcome back. And uh, that was Burst Into Flame by Haunt, the band I missed. Oh, you missed him, really? Yeah. What happened? Um, I, I don't know. I got, I got, I guess I got there too late. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, they were, they were the, they were on the Saturday show. Um, yeah. I, I think I actually have the um, set list uh, or the the in the photos of the band when they played. So let's go. We can talk about the bands that that did play. Um, there was two stages here at at Hell's Heroes. It was at the Wide Oak Music Hall. Um, and we're going to get into the, the upstairs stage. I've seen a couple of shows there, but uh, some of these bands that were playing in that room were way were too big to fit in there. It, they, it was so crowded. You couldn't even get in to see some of the bands. Um, so on Friday, there was War Cloud, Lady Beast, Oath of Cruelty, uh, Stress Angel, Solicitor, Bewitcher, and Summerlands. Or Summerlands. We tried to get in to see some of Bewitcher, and that did not work out well. Um, but was just, there was just no more room. When they say there's no more room in hell, the dead will will go down. We'll go back up. We'll go downstairs. That's what they, that's what they meant. Um, and then on the main stage, which was downstairs, but it, it's a dual level, you know, event. Our our the Savage Master, Night Demon, South Texas Legion, Whiplash. Secret guest who we'll get to in a second, Candle Mass, and then Dark Angel. Now, uh, by the time we got there, Christian, Christian rode up there with me. We got there in time to see Night Demon. Now, these guys impressed the hell out of me, too. They were tight. A lot of the, the sound was actually really good throughout most of the weekend. There was a couple of clunkers here and there, but overall, I, I, was, I, I think they did a really good job. It ran really well on time like there was only a one situation where it was off like by half an hour and that was right before right played on saturday night where they were having issues and something was going on but everything else was it within within 10 minutes of when they said the next band was going to play you know that's pretty amazing at a fest like this um so what did you think of night demon for your for the first time seeing them live christian yeah, they were, and it's kind of funny because they've they've actually come through Des Moines quite a bit, which is oh, yeah. you know we don't really get too many shows here, but I know they've been here at least three times that I can think of, but I've had to work every time. Um, but yeah, they're really they're a really good band. I mean, I have all I actually have all of their albums on vinyl, uh, and I mean, did you buy them that weekend or did you have them previously? No, I had them before. Okay. Matter of fact, I don't think they had any vinyl at the show. Yeah, we both I think we both bought a t-shirt, but I don't remember seeing any vinyl. Yeah, they didn't have any vinyl there. Uh next up that we saw part of was uh South Texas Legion, which uh had local uh band mem- band members from different bands all around the Texas area playing classic stuff. And James Rivera came out for a little bit and played with some. Um we did not see Whiplash. What were we doing before? Well, we were shopping, weren't we? We were outside. What they, which was really cool. Whiplash. What's up? We caught the tail end of Whiplash. That's right, we did. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> the tail end of Whiplash. Uh, <laughs> which was, I thought was really cool is uh, Wide Oak Music Hall has this outdoor stage area, uh, and they opened up the most of the outdoor area 
during the festival weekend and that's where all the merch was and there was room to go out there and just hang out and talk to people and not be crowded inside the club the whole weekend and i think that really helped you know uh it gave you time to breathe and time just to sit down if you wanted to in the grass and i mean yeah one thing that i think definitely needs to be said is the staff there and the venue uh and you know they did an excellent job i mean fantastic job yeah when you consider the amount of people that was there Uh, You know, like you were talking earlier at the Firewind show, how, you know, the metal crowd was all, you know, chanting that kid's name, you know, and uh, that the entire that entire weekend at Hell's Heroes, um, you didn't see anybody like getting getting angry with anybody. You didn't see Mm -hmm. any fights starting. You didn't see. Everybody was just there having a good time. The staff made it super easy. They were very helpful. Anything that you needed, they were no. right on top of they stuff. took They took care I'm not going to say a lot, but they did take care of us too, which was really cool. Yeah. We had a great vantage point for most of the bands. Um, and we got to see a lot of the, like the shit from a, a upstairs vantage point. Those uh, The bouncers uh, in front of the stage, they had their work cut out for them. They were doing a great job. Yeah. And I mean, everything about the weekend was just very well done, very well planned. Um, there was never a time where you were like annoyed or whatever. I mean, it, it was just really well done. And, you know, that that comes to excellent planning. Yeah. And this was very well planned. Um, so, I mean, kudos, no, the whole show is White Oak because I would love to have a venue like that here. That and the in the the guy who put the show together, a guy named Christian Larson, he's also in the band Night Cobra. He's in uh, Necrofire. He did a great fucking job putting this. This is the fourth ver- version of it. Um, of course, in the past couple of years, there was uh, you know a pause on everything. But am I am I right, uh, Sean? You've been to previous ones. It's only been a one day event before, right? Yeah, it was um, 2019 was one day. The two years before that were one day. Wow. So what do you, what did you feel about making it a two day fest like this? <clears throat> I mean, I, I understand the reasons for doing it to kind of like make up for the two years that were um, no fest. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I did notice a slight drop off in attendance on Saturday compared to Friday, Friday, the headliners candle mass Saturday, you know, uh, it was like, um, riot and, uh, uh, and, Gareth uncle. And, yeah. and so the, you could tell the most of the crowd was, it, inside the venue was way more crowded Friday. For and, sure. I mean, Friday night you had fucking candle mass and dark angel headlining. I mean, yeah, that, that was amazing. And somehow in my life, I've never managed to see Candle Mass alive as well. But they um, knew that, didn't they? They what? Archangel was supposed to play on Saturday, weren't they? Yeah, I think so. I think they did switch stuff around. You know, that could be why you saw less people on Saturday because yeah. yeah, I'm sure not a ton of people were super familiar with Riot. Um, so. <sighs> I don't know. I'm sure Dark Angel was more of a pull than Riot would have been. So let's get into, let's talk about the Saturday band. So Saturday, upstairs, you had Saber, Bloodstar, Legendary, <clears throat> Screamer, Traveler, High Spirit, and then downstairs, 
starting it off with Night Cobra and then Haunt, um, Slough Feg, Medieval Steel, Eternal Champion, Riot, and Sirius Ungol. Um, let me start with you, Sean. Who was your okay? What who was your your favorite performance of the weekend, and what surprised you the most? Favorite, what band surprised you the most? Favorite performance was High Spirits, and the band that surprised me the most was High Spirits because I didn't <laughs> think that they would be that awesome on stage, and and everyone that was in that 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 upstairs tiny room it. It's rare that you can go to a show where everyone around you is as enthusiastic as you feel mm-hmm. and is going nuts and stuff. And it was like a real party atmosphere. And the only thing that, you know, when we walked out of there, like the friend of mine who was with me, John, was like, they should have played downstairs. They could have totally gotten everyone on, oh, yeah. on board downstairs. They should have played downstairs. And, and so it's unfortunate that half the... <laughs> that most of the people attending the fest didn't get to see that band. Cause I think they were maybe the best of the festival. Other than that, like candle mass was obviously just godlike on stage. And then also, um, Sumerlands on Friday night headlined the, the upstairs and they were really, really good. I'm so glad I pushed my way in there to go see them, which I, we had to push our way in there basically. Yeah, that was uh, that was an issue for me. I used to, I I personally didn't feel comfortable being around that many people. You know what I mean? Because it was literally nut to butt in that room. You could <laughs> barely move. Yeah, it so, was nuts. To butt. Oh, Eternal champion there. too. I was yeah. in there for Bewitcher, but I can't say I saw Bewitcher. <laughs> I was in the room, but I, I could have been listening to a record for all I know. So what about you, Christian? What was your favorite performance of the weekend and what surprised you? Mm, uh, my biggest surprise was Riot. They they crushed it. Like, wow. I mean, uh, maybe it was I, I wasn't expecting a whole lot from them, but I mean, the vocalist was phenomenal. He was really damn good. And um, Riot 5. They, they, they took, yeah, Riot 5. I, I don't really know what that's all about, but whatever. Um but, uh, <laughs> who uh, the biggest uh, what I was mainly there for uh, on that day was the Lord Weird Slough Egg. Um, he's uh, that that's one of those bucket list kind of bands that I've always wanted to see live uh, because they they don't really do any big tours. Um, yeah. You know they only do random shows here or there. If they do tour, it's usually on the West Coast. And it's not very often. I mean, the guy is an actual philosophy professor, so he <laughs> he's got a regular day job, has students, and you know. Uh, but and of course they 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 killed it, and um, that and the uh, the secret band, the secret it, band. We can we can say who it is. All right. Well, midnight. Yep. And. Uh, you know, if I tried, it was like the worst guarded secret of that week of that day. <laughs> but I mean, you know, the, the bands that bailed and Midnight took their place was Satan and Enforcer. And if you would have told me, hey, you know, you get to pick uh, those two bands or Midnight, I would have definitely taken Midnight, and uh, they definitely made it worth it. Midnight were great. I, this is my second time seeing them live, and. They put on a hell of a fucking show. That's all I can say. They're really, really good. 
I just absolutely positively love a band that sell exactly what they do. Mm -hmm. They're not, you know, like Midnight isn't a band that is going to sit there and like wow you with their technical prowess or anything like that. They just go on stage and they just play, you know, black and rock and roll and, you know, and just falls out. You know, by watching them that they would do, uh, their stage presence would be exactly the same if there was three people there or 3,000 people there. It would not matter. Yeah, This is what they do. And I absolutely love that band. So uh, as a, for me, um, my favorites, I'm, I'm going to have to say um, I, Candlemas was amazing to me. I wish they got to play a little bit longer. Um, and Saturday, man, Haunt really impressed the heck out of me. But uh, Salau Feg were phenomenal. I'm really getting, I've really gotten into them recently. Um, and then Eternal Champion, I really, really liked. I was listening to him play live. I'm like, oh, a lot of these guitar riffs are direct, are definitely influenced by like trouble riffing, <laughs> yeah, like what the band Trouble would do. And then, of course, I looked in the guitar player was wearing a trouble shirt. I'm like, Makes sense. And uh, I think my biggest surprise of the whole fucking weekend was Riot. I agree with you, Christian. They were fucking phenomenal. Um, this is like, they, they've been around since like the early 80s, you know? Yeah. And this vocalist they have, Mark, somebody, I can't think of his name right now, but he is fucking phenomenal. Their sound was tight. Everything about them was just really, really it was high quality uh power metal yeah is unlike what bobby boucher would say high quality h2o with high quality power metal and it was they were great i really enjoyed their set and And i was was kind of wondering there for a little bit if i liked them so much because they were different than everybody else uh maybe there wasn't really any power metal there um so they had a little bit of power metal influence but not completely yeah yeah, but I mean, they, they were hands down the most power metalish band there. Oh yeah. So uh, you know, maybe it was just that, but yeah, they they had great sound. Um, all the instruments were easily identifiable. I mean, nothing was drowned out. The vocals were great. I mean, it was just really well done. Agreed. Agreed. So let's get into another set of music, guys. Um, Sean, this is your favorite band of the weekend. We're going to get into high spirits. Um, we're going to get into full power from the uh, album called Another Night. Why did you pick this track? My favorite high spirits song. And they it was like the fourth song they played in their set. And the place just went nuts. Like this is clearly everyone else's favorite high spirits song too. Yep. And it was it was so good. It was, it was cathartic almost to, to hear it live finally. That's amazing. I'm glad you got to experience that, man. I'm glad everybody at the show got to experience something that was meaningful to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. No matter what. All right. So let's check it out. This is high spirits. We'll be right back.
And we're back to the show. Uh, that was some fucking sadistic force right there, man. Um, if you recognize that song, you recognize the lyrics to that song. Uh, that was Snowblind in Texas. <laughs> um, which I did not know these guys did this until Christian told me. Um, this is their version of, of course, Blind in Texas, the Wasp classic. But they changed the lyrics around to to re- reference the... Uh, Snowpocalypse we had last year here in Houston. So yeah, Texas. <laughs> yep, Snowblind in Texas. Go check out the the lyrics to the track if you can. Uh, that's from their album Aces Wild. Those guys are good. They're uh, you know thrashy black metal. You know, yeah, you can definitely tell they they like to have a good time, and their yep. music is all about having a good time. And you know, like it, you know. Not everything has to be super serious. Not everything needs to be, you know, like some sort of artistic statement. Sometimes, you know, it's, it's kind of nice just to have some fun. And they're from they're from Austin, Texas. Is that correct? Yep. Not for long, from what the lead singer was telling me. No, oh, really. Yeah, he said it's getting way, way, way too expensive to live in Austin, mm-hmm. so they're probably gonna have to move. Getting way too expensive to even visit Austin. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's cool. That's a cool track. I I appreciate their <laughs> them changing the lyrics to uh to, to uh, touch upon what we da- all all of us down here had to go through. Now Christian sees like like snow all the time, but man, we were not prepared for that shit last year. No sir. Well, I mean, up here we're prepared for it. Y'all, yeah, really not. I mean, uh, it was pretty bad. Houston's not prepared for it to drop below 70 most of the time. Like the people here can't handle it if it's a, a cold breeze of wind comes through. But uh, our power grid going down was definitely a major problem. That was the worst part of it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the day I flew into Houston, it was a little chilly, uh, I guess, to people that live down there because I was leaving the airport and, I, you know, it was probably what, 70, 65, 70 degrees. Yeah, Remember it was that day. It was like in, the, in like the mid sixties, you know. And I saw a dude with a winter coat on. I'm like, <laughs> what the hell? Like <laughs> winter coat and some shorts, right? No, he, he had full blown long pants, and he looked like he was shivering. I'm like, <laughs> man. <Nice. laughs> so before sadistic forest, we had high spirits. Um, I, I really I like these guys. I I I haven't really listened to them that much. I'll be honest with you, Sean. But I'm going to more for sure after after hearing this. It makes me sad I didn't get to see him live now. Yeah, I actually cut out of Riot um, like uh, well before because they started late, so I missed most of Riot set because I had to get into the upstairs room before the crowd came. So one of the one of the coolest things about the festival is I saw so many people that I have not seen in a long time. Uh, just because of the pandemic and just all this, you know, all this stuff. Um, I, I got to give a shout out to a couple of people. Aaron from the Beer and Metal Show. He does a podcast. Check that out. I, we joked around that uh, next time if I come on a show, we'll have to call it the Beer, Metal, and Bourbon Show because I don't drink beer. <laughs> but uh, I've known Aaron for a long time. He uh, used to be this band called Putrilage back in the day. And the band I used to manage like 20 years ago, uh, Legion, we uh, we played in Corpus Christi with those guys one time. That was a, that was definitely a weekend. 
Um, and also our one of my good buddies from who who came in from New Jersey, uh, Will Bozars. And he's been on the show before. Uh, he has a show now called That Bastard Cast, which is exactly what it sounds like. That Bastard Cast. Um, but yeah, it was cool to see him. The last time we saw him was. We're talking about 15 years ago when there was like Bang Your Head Houston. You remember that show, Sean? I think so. We had uh, Doug Pinnock played with the Sonier brothers from Galactic Cowboys. Solitude and Eternity played. Um, Omen played. Uh, James Rivera played. <laughs> that was basically his idea for the whole show. You a lot of cool me about this show. I don't think I was there. Mm, it was a lot of fun. It was uh, the Meridian. If you remember that. <laughs> Yeah, I remember that place. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad it's gone. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So let's. I I, I want to talk about um, this w- this one topic real quick that I, I pulled up. Um, there was a shooting at a death metal show in San Bernardino. Did y'all see the news about this? Yeah, I saw it earlier. That that's really bad, man. Uh, it sucks. Um, did they say what happened? I mean, it seems like the band was the the target of the shooting and not like just a random occurrence. Like they were actually after the, the band members for some reason. Um, Cause I think three of them got shot and the lead yeah. singer got shot like three times or something. He was in critical condition last time I saw. I don't, I haven't seen any updates from that, but that could be true. It could have been uh, a personal thing, but still uh, somebody it's scary to think that, the name of the band, I'm pulling up the name of the band. Um, Crawling Through Tartarus. Tartarus? Uh, but yeah, just thinking about somebody getting into a show with a gun like that, it's, it's, it's a scary thought, you know? Especially after what happened to Dimebag. Yeah, I, I don't want to get too political on here, but you know, I, I have a slight problem with the how insanely easy it is to get a gun in this country i mean it's kind of crazy well most i mean like think about the venues in town i mean think about scout bar like we see a ton of metal shows at scout bar it would be fairly easy to sneak a weapon into scout bar yeah if you really wanted to i mean there's really not a metal detector there's not really like security patting you down i mean they do a little bit, but not a lot. They do, you know? they do cursory checks. I mean, they may make you uh, a woman open up her, her purse or whatever, and like you know, they may check your pockets, but that's about it. I mean, I, like I don't think it would be very hard if you tried to. Getting into Hell's so, Heroes, they definitely uh, they patted us down. They took make make you take everything out of your pockets, and they would pat you down. So I felt I felt good there, you know. I mean, they do something, but it, you know, it's just that same question of like how much is too much when does it become an invasion of privacy and when is it like merited you right. know it's always there's always like backlash i'm not really sure that's the right word but there's always a reaction uh whenever something like this happens where you see more thoroughness at least for a little while and then just sort of recedes um people get bored of it and they stop doing it right and it's the same thing like COVID is a perfectly good example yeah. <laughs> i wasn't gonna say that but yeah <laughs> and now there's almost none so uh yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's sad what happened. You know, I hope all those guys survive and, yeah. you know, this just becomes like a crazy story. They talk about, you know, <laughs> in the history of the band, you know, if you want to look for a bright side of this, <laughs> you consider, you know, the thousands upon thousands upon thousands of shows that 
you know, happen every single year. And this, uh, I, I, this here is what second time that I've ever heard of something like this happening. Yeah. Right. So, you know, it, you know, there's crazy people out there. So, I mean, there, there's not a whole lot. One guy yeah. did actually uh, die on the scene. Uh, a guy, a 32 year old named James Vincent Dixon. He was pronounced dead at the scene. He got shot. So, uh-huh. it's crazy. I mean, most metalheads, you know, we listen to like very violent and aggressive music, but we're mostly like pretty chill guys. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I mean, everybody I've ever known that was like a super super metalhead, you know, they're they're pretty laid back. Um, they're just very passionate about what they love. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's a shame when there's some shitty person out there like giving it a bad name. We're gentle giants that just love heavy fucking music. Yeah, pretty much. Most of us are. Uh, it's weird. I ran into uh, there's this guy at work um, I, that I've been doing some projects for. Um, and he's like, oh, do you like heavy metal? I was like, yeah, I, I like heavy metal. He's like, do you know this band Arch Enemy? And I was like, yeah, I know this band Arch Enemy. They're, they're good. He's like, I, I really love this band in this moment. I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, do you like them? I'm like, I didn't want to d- offend the guy. I'm like, oh yeah, they're they're okay. And he's like, check out this video. I'm like, oh man, I don't have time for this. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> proceeded to show me their, like their video on his phone. I'm like, all right, dude. I know, I know who in this moment is. I'm not really a big fan, but I'll I'll go with you here. You know what I mean? <laughs> you had a, you had an opportunity there, Carrie, to like influence him. him, influence him, and teach him like to to dive into better. Well, I'll I'll be genres. honest. With you, the guy is sort of. Uh, what, I'm trying to be very nice, and uh, uh, he's annoying. And the, the, <laughs> the least amount of time I have to talk to him, the better. You know what I mean? I've known people like that. Yeah. You have to bear in mind, living in Iowa, everybody thinks I'm a huge Slipknot fan. And no, no. I saw, dude, I saw all your Slipknot tattoos. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you do have that badass fucking live after death tattoo, though. I've always wanted to do that. Oh, my favorite Iron Maiden. Oh well, it, it's my favorite live album of all time. Agreed. Yeah. It's the best live album of all time. Yeah, I think so too. All right, so let's get into the next band that we're going to play this evening, the Lord Weird Slough Fag. So I think it's Slough Fag. Like you're sloughing off your duties. Slough. You know, Slough uh, Fag. I don't know. Right. That's how I've always pronounced it. I don't know. Okay, so Lord Weird Slough Feg? Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll go with that. You're the expert on them. I don't uh, know how much expert I am, but I definitely <laughs> like the band. So look, give us a little bit of uh, background. Why did you pick this particular song in this album? And uh, what, what, what happened with the, the name change? I don't think it's, I, I think they're still the Lord Weird Slough Egg, but I, you know, now they're, I think they just shortened it to Slough Egg, but I mean, it's kind of weird because if you go on Spotify, there's actually two different like pages. There's one with the Lord Weird Slough Egg, and then there's one with just Slough Egg. Even the new album that what we picked up the, the vinyl at the, at the show, and we were lucky enough to get it signed by the entire band, which was really cool. Yeah. And, it says the Lord Weird Slough Egg on it. Yeah. And but they don't really go by that. Yeah. They don't I, advertise themselves with that anymore. Yeah, it, it's kind of weird. I, I don't. And, and, you know, like 
we had a little bit of interaction with Mike Scalzi and you, mm-hmm. you can tell he's, you know, he's a different kind of cat, you know, <laughs> he's, uh, let's go with that. Yeah. He's, he's not like super, super personable, I guess. Um, I don't think, it, I don't think it's that he's not personable. I think he's, yeah, just, I think he's um, just like uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah he, he He's not, Especially with us coming up to him, we're like, "Hey, can you sign my shit?" And you're like, "And we're like, we get photos." And uh, I, I sort of backed away from the photo part. I'm like, "Yeah, I'm good." Uh, let Christian's a huge fan. Let Christian get his photo. I was like, "I'm gonna, I just, you know, just sign my shit for me. I'm good." Yeah. And our our friend of the show, Benjamin Yaker, um, uh, was was geeking out on this guy over the weekend, and he got to meet him, which was really cool. I mean, the the more you uh, Egg is one of those bands that the more you listen to it, yeah. you start to hear more stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're not like anybody else, and um, you know, even if you listen to it the first time and you don't like, you just kind of like it, and you're just like, well, I don't really see what the big appeal is. Just listen to it a couple more times, and then eventually you're just like, holy crap, this is fucking brilliant. You know, it, it's just. It's that kind of music. It's uh, it kind of sneaks up on you, and next thing you know, you're just you're a huge fan. And mm-hmm. I think that's where I'm hitting right now. Yeah, I mean, the my favorite album from them is Traveler, and that's where this song is from. Um, and it's actually based on a RPG game, actually. Uh, you know, from the late '70s. You know, when uh, Dungeons and Dragons was first starting out. Uh, Traveler was a game as well, only it was sci-fi versus, you know, the sword and sorcery stuff that you mm-hmm. had with Dungeons and Dragons. And I actually, you know, I, I played it uh, in seventh grade, I think. And so, like, when I saw this album, Traveler, and then I saw the cover, and, the you know, the cover is straight up from that game. Um, and I was just all over this album. And... I mean, to me, it's my favorite album from them. Uh, this is one of my favorite songs from them. Um, and I mean, when I met Mike Scalzi and I just turned around and told him, I was like, dude, level, level 23 bar warrior here, man. And he was like, holy crap, you actually played the game. And I was like, yeah, I did. And he was like, well, now I'm a fan of yours. He's like, like that's yeah, cool. cool, man. Yeah, he, yeah. He, was, he was. I mean, it, it kind of surprised me how many people didn't know that that was actually a game. That yeah, I didn't album, know. The whole album is about the game. And we also we also met the rest of the band that were hanging out by the merch uh, booth, and we had the fucking hardest time trying to get a photo with them because it was like the like sun was just about to come down. It was like really high in the sky, and it was like nothing but like like sun behind us everywhere we tried it and the guitar player i don't know his name now but he was so cool he's like hey why don't we move over here and try another photo and then that didn't work and they they we he decided to move to another place and try to photo and it was his decision not like hey man let's move over here but i thought that was really cool of them you know what i mean yeah they wanted to make sure you got a good shot they did that was i appreciated that yeah so cool uh go ahead and introduce this track for us then all right. Well, it is Lord Weird Slough Egg, High Passage, Low Passage. It's the actually, I mean, the, the album starts with an intro track, but this here is the actual very first song on the album. Um, and it's yeah, just a great song. I mean, everything about it is just a great song. 
All right. We'll uh, check it out and then rock out and we'll be right back.
Hey, we're back. And uh, that was Midnight, the secret artist at Hell's Heroes. Yeah. With Nocturnal Molestation. Heck of a title. <laughs> I mean, there's, is there any, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything. I mean, any happening in the daytime, I think, right? At least then you can sleep afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're going to do it, do it at night. Yeah. Do it at midnight. Personal so, preference. <laughs> maybe. Um, that's from their last album that just came out uh, about a month ago or so. Uh, Let There Be Witchery. Um, so, yeah. Nobody really knew that they were going to play. There was like a lot of hubbub going around of who was going to be the secret band. And they've been advertising a secret band for months and months, which I thought was a cool thing. I've never seen that in a festival event like that. You know, here's a secret band. You don't know who it is until they come out on stage, even though they sort of fucked it up because they dropped the banner like a few minutes before the band hit the stage. You know what I mean? They didn't time that quite right. But, um, you know, I heard a lot of rumors that uh, other bands were going to be playing. And um, then somebody, I think, right, some, I don't remember who told us right before Christian that, oh, yeah, it's midnight. And we're like, oh, okay, that'd be really cool if it was. And it was true. Well, I know Ben for a while was thinking it was going to be Pagan Altar. That's right. He thought it was Pagan Altar because he saw the singer there. Yeah. John Perez from Solitude Eternus was there. I'm like, oh, maybe it's not Solitude Eternus, but he was the uh, the tour manager for Candlemas right now. Oh, nice. Yeah. So Midnight were great. Like we talked about, they've been prepared for the pandemic for a couple of years <laughs> wearing those masks, you know? Yeah, they're they're just a fun band. I mean, you know, crazy, just fun. They're like punkish black and roll, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's nothing, you know, like I said before, it's not anything that's going to blow you away with technicality or anything like that. But, you know, like if you wanted if you wanted to hire a band to play in somebody's backyard, uh, I think Midnight would do it. You know, that, that's, <laughs> it just seems like who they are. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we'll be there. Is there beer? Yeah, we'll fucking be there. Is there beer? We'll be there. You know, yeah, they're, yeah, I they're, the same feeling from Sadistic Force. You know that yeah, they just like to play music. And Midnight, they're uh, just a, a fucking fun band to see live. Who did I'm trying to remember? They played was was it Obituary recently? Sean, do you remember? Were you at that was, show? Yeah, it was Obituary, and um, I can't remember who else was at that show. Was it at the Gates? It could have been. Yeah, I think it might have been at the Gates. Yeah, that was at a uh, House of Blues. That's right. Yeah, it was weird to see. <laughs> A band like you know, it was weird to see certain bands in House of Blues, <laughs> but yeah. All right, so that was pretty much our review of uh, Hell's Heroes. I'm looking forward to it next year already. I had a good time. I really did. I didn't think I was going to mold. I have back problems. I have other issues. I didn't think I was going to be able to really be metal the whole weekend. But like I mentioned before, having that outside area. Yeah, that, really that, was the, that was the game saver. The, the it game really saver, was because in 2019 the festival was all you were confined to the inside and a little sliver of alleyway outside. Yeah, but they opened up this huge, expansive walking area where you could stretch and get some air and chill out and get give your ears a break, and that made all the difference. And, and honestly, I would like 
I was surprised at how not tired I felt that at the mm-hmm. end of that first night. And that was like, oh, great. The second day is going to be a breeze. And I will say by the end of the second day, I, w- I was starting to get kind of tired by, by the time Kira Thungle was on stage. I was that, like, oh, we yeah. left when serious before they even played. So we're like, we're like, good. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're I'm hungry. feeling it now. And then, th- then Sunday and Monday, I was feeling the effects of it. But other than that, it was, it was okay. And there was a couple of uh, food trucks out there, but I think they needed more if they're going to do something like that because Dude, the lines for that were yeah. way long. Wait, I heard people they, waiting they hours heavy for metal themed food trucks. Uh, not locally, no, but I'm sure there are out there. It feels like a missed opportunity. There's, I know there's one in California. I think it might even be a brick and mortar now. They're called Grilla Ball. They were definitely making some money, especially what they were charging. Holy crap. Oh, yeah. Like 18 bucks for like expensive. whatever. Yeah. Right. But I think when you have nothing else, that truck, it just started at like $16 or something like that. It was crazy. Yeah. It was like, uh, I'll, just, I'll just be hungry. But like, one of the funniest yeah. things I saw at all festival was during candle mass, someone was walking into the pit holding a loft, like a thing of vegan fries, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, the, like an offering to the gods. <laughs> <laughs> Better than eating them. So ridiculous. <laughs> so, Christian, what are your final uh, thoughts about the weekend? Well, you know, it was it was great meeting all y'all. Yeah, and, man. You know, um, you know, it's really nice being able to <laughs> talk about you know uh, heavy metal like the bands that I listen to, and <laughs> you know that I don't have to explain who they are or where they come from or what kind of genre that it that it is, you know, or you know, I, I definitely have friends here that listen to metal, but not not what I like to. So not quite to our level, right? Nice, and you know, for Hell's Heroes, all on its own, and the bass strike back, and you know, it was four solid days of just mm-hmm. kick-ass music all the way, and uh, it was fantastic. I will definitely, you know, as long as and I don't know why the the bill wouldn't be, you know, as good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as long as it's this good, I'll I'll definitely be back. And we went around to some record shops too, some local record shops. You got to do a little shopping here. Yeah, a little, a little shopping. A little shopping. <laughs> yeah. You had like a stack of like fifty records that you bought over the weekend, dude. Yeah, it was it was. He had to throw his clothes away and just fill a suitcase with records. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy more clothes when I get home. Those clothes. I actually did throw away two pairs of shorts. <laughs> Gotta make, make room. Uh, hey, the vinyl was more important. As long as I had something to wear, I'm good. Um, it was a great weekend. I, I, I'm definitely ready to go again. I, I don't know why I haven't gone previously, but I think I was o- overwhelmed. Maybe I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna have a good time, or it's just too much for me in one day. I'm too old for this shit now. Yeah, I know I'm not Murtog, but whatever. But, I mean. <laughs> 20 years ago, I was going to Metal Fest like New Jersey and, and Milwaukee and shit, and no no issues then. But man, yeah, this what really reminded me of you know like back in the day, you know when I was living in Germany and you know going to Monsters of Rock festivals or the uh-huh. Bomb Festival or you know, those really big shows. But I mean, and then you're you're only talking you know eight ten bands, you know, and and that was it, you know. A bucket list for me would be to be able to go to, you know, Vakken Open Air or something like yeah. that. You know, I'm, just, I'm happy with seeing just Vakken on TV. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, but I do you imagine just 
the crowds are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I would love to. I would love to go to something like this. But the the problem with Health Heroes for me is that it's always just one or two genres of metal. Yeah, and they're not really the ones that I'm. You know, the most pulled towards. So I don't know. I wish. I wish they did more variety of stuff. I wish they had some like mellow death or some black metal or some various extreme stuff in there. Um, like Sean suggested, maybe doing like a different genre per day would be great. Because um, I mean, I would love to come and hang out, but yeah. I'm not going to do it with the bands that were there. <laughs> no, I can I definitely see that. I mean, I, I don't know every single band that was playing, but I definitely became fans of some just by that weekend, you know? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I agree. Um, that's what I used to love about like the like Milwaukee Metal Fest and shit like that there was so many different styles of band that would play together. And uh, it was, it was just a lot of fun. I wish, I wish there was more kind of stuff like that here in America. I know there's festivals like this and there's like, like Prague power and all that kind of stuff, but which I've never been to Prague power. I would love to, but like stuff like, like 70 K does a 70,000 tons cruise is you get John, all kinds of bands from different genres. That's what I want to see at one of these festivals locally. You know what I mean? 70k sounds so fun but then you're just trapped on a boat with a bunch of other people that you know but like as much as i love metalheads we have to agree they have varying degrees of hygiene <laughs> and uh you know yeah. some varying degrees of uh, alcoholism as well yes. and being trapped on a boat with them doesn't sound terribly appealing to me <laughs> well you can always like hide in your room if you wanted to for a while you know yeah but then what's the point <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> Uh, I, I'm dying to go on with this. We love we love cruising and just mixing metal and cruises together. It sounds like perfect for me, you know. So. I'm surprised you haven't been already, honestly. Finding thing for me. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. Job. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, next time or a couple years, maybe it can happen. I'm actually thinking about going to the next one. Are you? Yeah, I I seriously consider it. I, I guess, be you know, what Justin was saying that you know, uh, you know, Hell's Heroes was great because I love traditional and you know traditional metal. Yeah. But you know, it would be great. You know, if you know, I, I go from you know a traditional metal band to you know a black metal band or something like that. You know, just thirty minutes later, that'd be yeah. awesome. You know, and you can pick and choose where you're, where you're going and you yeah. Know, like I know on those 70, uh, 70, ton, uh, 70,000 tons of metal, I, I think they have like, they might even have two or three bands playing at the same time or whatever. It depends on where you're at. On the, and uh, I know some of the band will play like multiple sets. Yeah. So they'll maybe one set will be a certain set of songs and the other one, though, Hey, we're going to play an album in its entirety. Yeah. Just check, check us out. Yeah. I mean, how cool would that be to see slough egg play traveler in it's in entirety. That'd be yeah. awesome. I mean, the flip side to the boat, situation too is if you really want to find a band and talk to them they can't really get away from you so yeah <laughs> they do a lot of uh from what i've seen they do a lot of uh heavy metal karaoke that so a lot of a lot of the guys in the band are hanging out doing karaoke at night and shit which would be fun <laughs> be kind of funny yeah. yeah and they do i know there's a lot of autograph sessions and meet and greets and all that kind of stuff too so which is the only thing that i wish would have happened more at Hell's Heroes, if they had preset autographs set up, like at one of the booths with certain bands, like I hear this time, 
at 4 30 you can go meet slough fig and at five it's midnight and blah 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 in because it, now it's like oh some of the bands some of the smaller bands are hanging out at their own merch booths of course but um you sort of had to know what they look like and remembered them to to go up them and or or to get a picture with them or something like that i wish they would do more of that type of stuff which should make it more feel more like festival like you know what i mean Maybe something to suggest to them yeah i think I so mean, as much I as i spent on vinyl i yeah. would have spent more but you know, like if Slough Egg would have had their entire back catalog on vinyl, I would have bought it all. Uh, you know, Midnight, the only thing that they had there was one t shirt, and you're just right, like, yeah. that's it. Like, okay. and Riot had nothing, there was no merch for Riot. Yeah, There's I would have, I would actually probably bought a vinyl or a shirt or something. Yeah, I bought a candle mask shirt, and I gotta say, it was an extra large. I got it home, it must be a European extra large because that shit don't fit. Also, like Candlemas only had like one design. I was kind of like, eh. I didn't like. I didn't really like it either. Yeah. But I wanted to support them, and I feel bad that I can't wear it now. I maybe later if I lose some more weight, I can wear it. But at this moment, no, cannot wear it. Um, you know. Well, you could, but we'd have like a Reno nine one one situation. You, like you definitely would. <laughs> I just need to get some some crop shorts and like some roller skates would be good to go. Yeah. Wear my Candlemas crop shirt. <laughs> don't don't imagine that people don't don't put that into your head i'm sorry you see that guy that was doing the crowd surfing that was uh kind oh of yeah there was a dude wearing crop top and like a bra the whole time good for him man hey, whatever you want to do yes but it, it was pretty funny i mean you're just sitting there and i mean you just see it and you're just like hmm that's interesting like yep. All right, so let's move on from Hell's Heroes. Uh, let's talk about some new metal. This is one of the reasons why we brought Justin on here tonight, because he detected some new shit, and we're going to talk about it. All um, right. Let's talk about this first band. Uh, this is actually something we played on the last uh, episode of Metal Geeks. It was our George Hates Metal from last week. Uh, so yep. let's talk about the the band and then the track that you chose. Uh, so this band's called Sidam or Sidon, I'm not sure exactly how they pronounce it, but they're from uh, Nashville, Tennessee. And really, it's just one guy. Um, he hired a drummer for the, the album, so it's a one-man black metal project. But oh, really? um, it's very upbeat, mellow black, uh, with a lot of punk and thrash influences kind of built in throughout. Um, easily one of my favorite releases of the year so far. It's a really fun album. It's all about, thematically, it's all about um, Japanese horror stories involving uh, women. Um, so you can draw some parallels between some stories you may have heard and like the, the things he's singing about. Um, but I just can't get enough of it. I've been listening to this pretty much nonstop since it dropped. And uh, it's definitely going to be very high on my list at the end of the year. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, the album's titled... Uh... On Rio 2, Her Spirit Eternal. Uh, this is her second full-length album. Like you said, um, they're from Nashville. Uh, in like Their lyrical theme, Japanese horror, ghost, death, and mental illness. Okay. Mental illness is always a great lyrical theme to go with. Definitely. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I actually really like these bands. Uh, I don't remember George liking them too much on... George hates metal, but you might have to go back to the last episode and find out. He just couldn't get past the vocals, but he never can. <laughs> he never can. 
We've tried. We've tried with him. Tried and, he's, genre, and he's like, I don't like any of these vocals. <laughs> I'm not sure what he likes. <laughs> you know, we, we've been talking about it for so long. We've talked about getting George on here and having him just program the whole episode. Oh. Program what, we're, what music we're going to play. Oh, I'd I be mean, interested in the whole audience. <laughs> no. What I always found funny is that I, I think we'd be surprised. Either, you know. So, like, you don't like power metal vocals? Yeah. Well, I mean, I've heard you know past episodes where you had him listen to uh, oh, yeah. metal, and he doesn't like that either. He's like, oh, I didn't like the vocals. Like, right. Well, I mean, you don't like rough vocals. You don't like clean vocals. Like, uh, he likes it somewhere in between. <laughs> like he hated King Diamond. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, no, not doing that. Next time is play like Inner Sandman or something. Yeah. <laughs> and George will be like, this is great. <laughs> Who is this band? They're going somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> he, he does like some mellow death, so I'll give him that much. Yeah, he does. He might like that band your friend recommended uh, from school. <laughs> in this moment? <laughs> yeah, in this moment. George might enjoy them. He might. But let's not talk about it in this moment anymore. Let's talk about, <laughs> let's get into Sidan. Uh, Sidon. This is the track Queen of the Haunted Dell. We'll be back.
Welcome back to the show, my friends. Uh, we just got finished listening to a band that I think uh, everybody here can agree. It's really fucking high on all of our lists right now. It's a band called Kavane. They're on uh, Black Lion Records. The album is called The Great Below. Um, but man, this is, I think, one of the best albums out there right now. It's it, it is the best album of twenty. It is the best. I, I said uh, that incorrectly for you. you know, but, but funny enough, Kavane uh, is also just one guy doing all this. Is it really? Yep. Uh, these, one, these one man projects, I tell you. Some of them, I mean, some of these guys are just, you know, so so good at what they do, and it's like, you know, the the few that actually get discovered. I mean, I'm glad that it happens because there's so many, you know, that are trying. I'm sure, but you know, this guy's from Sweden. His name's uh, Jakob Bjornfot. Um, I actually discovered Kvain back in 2020 when the Funeral Pyre came out. Yeah, I love that too. album. It was great. It it ended up in my like top fifteen. I don't think it quite cracked my top ten, but it was really close. And so I was really anticipating this one, um, but I was not prepared for how good it was going to be. Um, there's a lot of great releases so far this year. Christian and I have talked about them many times. Uh, like in the Metal Geeks crew on Facebook, we've we've talked about it a bunch. Um, the NFLian album was great. The uh, Omnum. The Finnish album was great. And then, um, shit, there's been so many. I can't even remember them all. Ad, Ad Finnum Omnia. Sorry, I might get that wrong. <laughs> but honestly, this Kavane album takes the cake. It's something I've been listening to nonstop since it came out. No doubt in my mind that it's going to be very, very high on my list. And it features a, a guitar solo by not only uh, Jeff Loomis, but also Mike Weed's on this album too. Yeah. I mean, that's just a testament to how good the first album was that he was able to pull talent to that level to, right. you know, supplement so his already great songwriting. Yeah. I, I Black Lion Records, I've been a big fan of them since I think that Meadows End album uh, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Mostly, if you tell me it's on Black Lion Records, I... I have full faith that what they're putting out is going to be high quality, good shit. Yeah. Um, I feel that way about black Lion and AOP, you know, they're like the two up and coming metal albums out there. Yeah. Oh, what, what the other one you said, Justin? AOP. Oh yeah. That's Harakiri's album. Uh, you know, yeah. I did want to talk to you about something, Justin, real quick. Well, uh, the news article came today that the guitar player from River the Nile has left the band. What's yeah, your what's your gut feeling? What's going on? Are you all right? Uh, are they all right? I don't know. Are you all right? Are you all right? Am I all right? I'll see in May when I go see him live. Um. <laughs> they got a good guy to replace him. They got Andy from um, Black Crown Initiate. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, my feeling is like. Any of those, any of the guitarists are talented enough to learn each other's songs and play them, you know, on tour and stuff. I don't think that's, you know, the tour is going to suffer for it. But like going forward with the songwriting, I don't know if Rivers is going to be the same band because I feel like he was very instrumental in like the songwriting, especially on the new album. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm a little sad, I guess. 
uh, yeah. concerned about the future of the band. You know, because I really love Rivers of Nile. They're like one of the best tech death bands out there. Now, you'll probably follow this guy on his career. I'm sure, I'm sure his next project is going to be just as damn good for you. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, whatever he goes on to, I'll definitely listen to. And hopefully it's just as stellar as Rivers has been. Um, and that, it's not to say that the rest of the band didn't contribute to the previous albums, because I'm sure that they did. Uh, it's just like recently they released that documentary about the making of the work. Yep. And, you know, he hosted a lot of it. He talked about, you know, how he came up with the concept and all the things he worked on. And it seems like him and the vocalist did a vast majority of the songwriting. So mm -hmm. uh, losing him is definitely going to possibly alter the sound of the band, which, you know, sucks. But we'll see. They no none of their albums sound alike, so <laughs> it might not might not be a bad thing, but it could be detrimental. We'll see. All right. Um, I wanted to bring that up before I forgot about it. Sorry about that, dude. Um, that uh, so Kavane. What, what about uh? Let's talk to you, Sean. What are your what's your uh your feelings about this album? I've only heard the one song. I'm going to listen to the entire thing tomorrow. Oh, really? Yeah. I think it's right up your alley too, man. Yeah. yeah. It is so damn good. I mean, the funny thing about it is when it, you know, like just two weeks prior to that is when the Inophelian album came out. Mm -hmm. And I was just raving about it, how great that album is. And it, and it is great. It's a really, really damn good album. Yeah. Uh, you know, I started listening to the, you know, two weeks later, I check out this band, Kavan, and Two minutes, 30 seconds in, there's this, uh, on the first track, there's this, just this drum and um, uh, riff drop that happens. And holy crap. And as soon as I got to that part, I was like, holy shit, this is, this is phenomenal. This is amazing. There's some and, great guitar yeah. noodling on this album. Uh, it's just well-written and just, it sounds, the production's great. It's it's yeah, what you want this style of music to be, really. I mean, at that two minute and thirty second mark, that's where you started getting that goosebump feeling, you know, and you're just like, oh, oh, this is this is gonna be a special record. And <laughs> I was like, please don't fuck it up, please don't fuck it up, you know, by like the second and third tracks are just terrible. And it's like and they're not every song on here is great. Yeah. All I mean, right. right now it is my album of the year. Ooh, really? Those as are right uh, strong words. As of right now. You got the vinyl, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, I missed out on it. I should have just jumped at it. My have done a great deal to buy it for fifteen bucks. <laughs> you should have snagged it. Yeah. All right. So before Kavane, we had uh, Sidon, uh, Queen of the Haunted Dell. So really, both really good tracks right there. But uh, the next song that we're going to be playing this evening was brought to us by the Metal Pigeon here. And I've actually enjoyed this album quite a bit. Uh, the new Monogarm. Yeah, that, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it's it, fun. It, it's such it's such a um, tremendous album. I mean, it's it really um, it really kind of staggered me when I first listened to it that day when it came out mm -hmm. because I wasn't because I've kept up with Monogarm throughout the years and they they had a period there. Um, like in the in the mid two thousands to early two thousand tens, where I thought they were just kind of like, you know, it was okay. Every album was just okay, and then um, the album they did the before this that was like it seemed like they had turned things around. It was a lot more inspired. This one 
and we were talking about this the other day, they had kind of, they've whitened their sound up a little bit and it, yeah. it really has made the, um, f- the folk aspect of their sound um, come alive a little bit more. They're, they're using a different kind of palette and, and yeah, I just think it's really inspired it right now. It's, it's maybe my favorite album of the year right now. Wow. Yeah. I pre-ordered the vinyl for that. Cause I, I just, you, you can't really go wrong with one of the records. So I was like, well, you know, this would probably be a safe bet, you know, often a palm 19 bucks. I mean, you can't beat that. So no. I pre-ordered the album and, you know, like Sean was saying, they, they lighten up the sound and I, it really helped. I, I think everything, you know, the, you know, all the different genres they put together, it's just so well blended on this record. They're like bl- like blackened, like Viking folk type stuff, you know. But yeah, like you said on this album, it's it's they've definitely I don't want to say toned down, but they've lightened up so they know when to get heavy and they know when to let sing sort of shine. You know what I mean? Yeah, and nothing ever overpowers something else. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Insanely well blended. So we're playing. Uh, most of the album is not in English. But uh, we are going to play a track off the album that is in English called The Wolf Heart. Um, and since Sean brought this to the party, I'm going to let him pronounce the, the album title. <laughs> um, I think it's uh, Ling Aten's Ode. Oh, that was pretty good. Yeah. All right, check it out. This is uh, Manigarm. This is The Wolf Heart. We'll be right back.
that was Manigarm with the Wolfheart from the album Yingwatin's Ode. Um, Almost sounds like you're saying man at arms. <laughs> yeah, it's a Sabaton uh, side project. Um, <laughs> but He Man covers. <laughs> uh, possible album of the year run. At least it'll be talked about at the end of the year. It's it's that yeah. good. Yeah. I need to listen to it more. I've I've listened to it once. And uh, I really enjoyed it. So, yeah, I'm going to have to go back to it. Yeah. Very cool. So, what, uh, anybody have any other final topics they would like to talk about this evening? Any Anything metal that's on their mind? Mm, not that I can really think of. I think well, we're all pretty tired. <laughs> yeah, I'm still recovering. Yeah, yeah right. That's what it, I, I haven't actually listened to metal for the past couple of days because I have not really. I have been. Yeah. Um, one of the things I've been listening to, I got one new track today. I like this. Uh, there's a band. Uh, if you can guess where they're from, their name is Tomb of Finland. Do you know where this band is from? <laughs> is it Finland? They are from Finland. Uh-huh. How would you? How did you know that? Good I guess. Yes, lucky guess. Lucky guess. Uh, yeah, this is a, a Death Doom. Uh, have a little bit of black metal elements in them. Uh, wouldn't, it be, wouldn't it be great though if they were like from Maine or something? Yeah. <laughs> they're, from, they're from Sweden. Um, I, I really enjoy these guys. I've been listening to them for a little bit. They have two albums out. The last one was in 2018. They have a new album coming out, but I got sent a promo track today from, I don't even know the name of the new album yet, but the track is called Wretched Bliss. And uh, I think we're going to end this episode with this track after uh, after we're done doing some housekeeping here. Uh, but yeah, I really like this band. Um, they're exactly if you like Swallow the Sun, you like that type of you know doomy, desi, depressing music from Finland. They're pretty damn good. It and that's it's my style right there. Uh, so. I want to give a uh, big thanks to uh, Justin, the metal detector for hanging out with us tonight and bringing some cool new uh, metal bands to our attention. Always happy to join guys. I want to uh, thank Christian for hanging out with us. Uh, the metal encyclopedia. It was a great fucking time getting to know you, meeting you over the weekend at Hell's hero we had a great time, man. It was a good time. I want to thank uh, Sean, the metal pigeon. What are you working on right now, man? Any, any upcoming uh, topics you want to talk about? Um, not that I want to talk about. No, not yet. Ooh, it's a surprise. <laughs> yeah, it's all a surprise to me too. Oh, it's <laughs> <midnight>. <laughs> yeah. So, um, of course, you can find us on the interwebs at msrcast.com. Uh, you can find us and our sister show on all this on the social medias. Well, we're at msrcast at Metal Geeks. We're um, on all the places where you can download your podcast. We're on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Music, all those places. And uh, I think that's it for me. Oh, if you're on Facebook, check out the uh, Metal Geek Society Facebook group. We have a lot of fun in there. Christian posts every single album he's listened to every week in there, which is always a good time. Staggering Not- amount. A staggering amount and what i do is i go through your asterisks and then i listen to those mostly <laughs> yeah that'll work it's a good way to do it um and we also talk about you know we we talk about other geeky topics in there as well and there's a lot of fun memes and just cool conversations with people um so 
uh, Sean, where can people find more information about you? Uh, the metal pigeon.com and at metal pigeon, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Cool. And Justin, what about you, sir? Uh, you can find my other show, mind fudge comedy podcast at mindfudgecomedy.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, etc. cetera. Uh, if you'd like to follow me on all the social medias, it's at comical JC. Cool. And Christian, where can people find more information about you and your, uh, your, your writing that you do? Well, I have a blog that I also, you know, that I post uh, that list that you're talking about, but the blog is actually bestmetalweekly.wordpress.com. And at least on there, you get to see a picture of my bulldog, which is the cutest dog you have ever seen in your entire Totally worth it. Yeah. There's nothing better than an English bulldog. That's right. So that's where the metal bulldog actually comes from. Very cool. Uh, so should we call you the metal bulldog instead of the metal encyclopedia? Nah, I, I don't care what anybody calls me. I really don't care. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks for hanging out with us again tonight, man. Um, in reminiscing about our past weekend, as always, we have one last thing we have to say. Keep it metal. Thank you. Check out this band, Tuma Finland, and we will see you on the next episode.
Hey, Geekazoids. Thanks for listening to another fine podcast brought to you by MSR Productions. All rights reserved, blah, 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 blah. For reviews, archives of our podcasts, and all your other metal geekery needs, please visit metalgeeks.net. Keep it geeky. Keep it metal.